Hi, you're listening to Mac, Matt, and Jen, Transmissions from the Dark Side, and I'll be listening soon. This is Tom Savini, signing off. <laughs>Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology Monsters and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss with me at the table, my best friend in the whole wide world. It is Matt Rose. Ooh. How you doing, Matty? I'm doing. We are sad to report that Jen Hansen will not be joining us this week, nor will any guest. Uh, we had a last minute cancellation from Jen, which makes sense when you have a two month old baby. Yeah, yeah, definitely does. Uh, Jen, take care of yourself and we'll take care of the anthology horror. Yeah. <laughs> um, if this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for giving us a chance. What we do around these parts is we watch monsters which is anthology horror which means to us that every episode is different it's a different scary story yeah no character no characters are the same no actors are usually the same it's, so you don't have to worry yeah. about past episodes because yeah, you don't have to worry about what happened last season doesn't matter does not matter today's episode is called jar it is customary around these parts that we guess what the episode's about based on title alone some may call us heroes. <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> uh, we call it the dark side guess, and I will go first. Oh, man. I have a lot to live up to now. I don't know about that, because <laughs> I wrote this very hastily. <laughs> Jill, don't open that jar, <laughs> says Albert Wesker in this hilarious send-up of Alice's Restaurant. But this time, the trash is zombies. <laughs> Oh, Matt. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for me, Matty? Uh, jar. Often seen but rarely heated, old Miss Schuster's warnings were a common rummage sale occurrence. But would the dusty old jar in the back of the garage get the attention required to keep the new owner safe from the evil wizard's soul trapped within? Whoa! I even drew a little jar that was sitting under a cobweb and un there was a little sign and it said evil wizard. Love it. <laughs> There's an episode I want to say of the 80s Twilight Zone or the 90s Twilight Zone where there is kind of that situation where it's not like a – and I might have dreamed this because I feel like I watched this episode when I was sick as a teenager. <laughs> but it was about like a brain in a jar or um, an alien in a jar and it was kind of just like whoever had it was kind of driven mad by it. Um, almost like the, uh, the alien was trying to kill whomever to get their body. I don't know. It was weird. It was yeah, a real, I, I, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, that sounds to me more like an outer limits, but might've been, don't know. All I know is unfortunately 
None of these guesses None were correct. Guesses. Uh, so, Matt, please hit us up with the sweet deets. Sweet deets. Uh, this was season two, episode seven, Char. Uh, it aired on the 12th of November, 1989. We are getting seriously close to the 90s, Matt. Oh, buddy. Yeah. The description via IMDb. IMDb. There we go. Uh, Neonart. <laughs> Neonart. Oh, God. The it. new nuts. <laughs> Neonoir tale set in a motel about a shady private investigator and a femme fatale who uses the contents of a mysterious jar to get rid of her husband. Why even watch the episode? Why now? even watch the episode? I'll tell you why. Sexy Gina Gershon. That's why. Gina Gershon is chewing up the scenery. In oh, this. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this episode starred Fritz Weaver as Mr. Hallett. Uh, you might know Fritz from previous episodes of Tales from the Dark Side, yep. um, along with Creepshow, uh, Marathon Man, uh, The X-Files, uh, a movie called Jaws of Satan. He uh, he had quite a career. So, um, yeah, go Fritz Weaver. Go Fritz. Uh, starring as Jack Bateman was Richard Edson. Now, uh, he was he had a, like a, a pretty good career, honestly. I uh, have seen him in everything. And, and a ton of things. Uh, Isn't so, he in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I, well, you, I was going to get to that. And you, <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Matt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was in Strange Days, uh, Super Mario Brothers, Do the Right Thing, um, a movie that Jen Hansen loves to talk about, Desperately Seeking Susan, <laughs> uh, Platoon, and he was one of the car thieves in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's why I knew him. Thanks a lot, Matt. You're welcome. Ruined everything. Oh, well, it's Christmas <laughs> around these parts. <laughs> Starring as Anne was Gina Gershon. Uh, she was in the movies Bound, Showgirls, Red Heat. Um, she has also starred on TV um, in shows like Riverdale, Z Nation, and a movie or TV show called Shark Lumbo, which I I didn't investigate further. I just saw it and I was like, nope. <sighs> so So is it like Columbo, but he's a shark? That is what I'm thinking because it reminds me of that Michael J. Fox voiced police fish. Oh, no, fish police. Fish police. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That came out at the same time as Capital Critters. Right. And I was like... <laughs> Those were both terrible shows. <laughs> but maybe Shark Lumbo was also... Well, I think it came out in like the 2000s. Or like, I thought it came out kind of recently, like maybe 2016 well, or something. Well, we might be sponsored by Shark Lumbo we, later we, today. We very well might be. Um, <laughs> and starring as George Spiros uh, was Ed Covens. Uh, he was in a lot of stuff. Uh, such as Police Academy, Get Smart, Bad Lieutenant, Cue the Winged Serpent, and uh, episodes of Tales from the Dark Side. Nice. Yeah, I think he was actually in the Tales from the Dark Side um, that wasn't an actual episode of Tales from the Dark Side. Oh, shit. Yeah, the, the ones one, that The were... one where, like, you kind of see a boob. Yeah. Hot. The one that, the one that lives in infamy. Uh, the director was Betty Gordon. Uh, she didn't have a whole, a whole lot of a career. Um, mostly known for the movie Handsome Harry, uh, The Drowning, and Luminous Motion. The story was uh, by Stephen W. Davis. Uh, he had two credits, Monsters and Rage and Honor, starring Cynthia Rothrock, which I recall seeing in the 90s because it was on the movie channel all the time. Uh, and the, um, the other writers were Peg... Heller and Bob Schneider. Sorry, my writing gets really small when it's about to run off of a page. Um, 
<laughs> they were <laughs> they were known for a lot of ABC after school specials, uh, episodes of Monsters, and I guess a show called Normal Life. Oh boy. So yeah, that's and that's that's that. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. I don't even know what it is. Crispy Critters, my favorite. favorite. Uh. Oh, oh, look, oh, it's oh. Monsters, our favorite show. Oh, they, shut up. <laughs> Let's watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I was choking. <laughs> I had a... Uh, an acid reflux hit me right before I hit play. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. I think Jen is going to be jealous <laughs> of that one. Ah, the door from the monster swings wide open. There we go. There it is. The... I guess it's a little bit more sexy than this. It is. It is more sexy, but, but it is just as sexy. Oh yeah! I my first note. I told you this. My first note was: Wait, is this going to be a sexy episode? Oh, it's got Fritz Weaver. No, never mind. <laughs> I wrote: Oh shit! The sex. This <laughs> private dick is about to come on into this <laughs> hotel. <laughs> so, our our. I, there's no heroes in this. <laughs> no, there, there really aren't. But we do get introduced to Jack P.I. Jack Bateman, the P.I. Yeah. He he walks in to what I can only assume is a jar factory because there are jars everywhere. Uh, but then he, he starts going through like a, like a ledger book. And that's when Fritz Weaver comes out. And you realize that this isn't a jarry. No, this is a hotel. And then I I wrote, wait, is this a jar hotel? (laughs) Well, there's hotel for dogs. There's the horse hotel. There's Dunstan's checks in. (laughs) And then there's the jar Jar hotel. hotel. Yeah. The hotel for all your jar needs. needs. Well, Fritz Weaver puts on... What I would call the most conv- convincing New England like accent of all time. Yeah, uh, it's a real clam. It's a real Judd. It's a real Judd Crandall. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it seems that he just got off the wharf <laughs> from shucking oysters and um, harvesting lobster. Um, boy, oh boy, it's it's rough. He, there is a moment in a little bit. Where he he yells at someone, and it is unintelligible what he says. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just wrote loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack Pi is looking for a missing person. Yes, Ethel Coomer. Well, you checked the ledger. <laughs> now he's just southern. He's just going to be foghorn like. <laughs> I say you check the ledger. Check, I say check the ledger. <laughs> so she's been gone since Tuesday. Where was she going? She didn't say. Then all of a sudden. The sexiest pair of gams in a black dress. Start heading down the stairs, Maddie. Mm. 
Why, it seems Gina Gershon is here. And it seems she needs tea sent up to her room. The thing is, guys, ladies in this town disappear like donuts at a fat, fat person convention. <laughs> oh, oh, casual fat shaming. Oh, take that, tubbos. <laughs> take that, fellow tubbies. <laughs> we about to disappear like a donut. <laughs> well, so um, so this is around the time, or, or, or a little bit before this, Fritz Weaver is talking about how um, people around these parts have been disappearing and it's, you know, newspapers say it's <laughs> UFOs. That's what I heard. Well, I don't cotton much to the truth, but uh, I do believe that it involves space aliens. <laughs> Nobody around here can figure it out, except maybe the Martians. Or Pepperidge Farm. Ooh. Give me a stick of salam. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm too far off the accent. Lobster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Weaver. Get it together. <laughs> Come on. You work with the greats. <laughs> or on their decline, of course, but the greats. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he worked He worked on... Uh, on... Hold on. Marathon Man, I thought. Marathon Man had uh, like Laurence Olivier, uh, Dustin oh, wow. Hoffman... Um, and some big I'm, names. Yeah, no, I mean, it, Marathon Man was a big. Oh, Roy Scheider. I mean, it was it was a big deal. It was Have you ever seen it? No, I've never seen it. Oh, it's it's good. Like it's it's about you, like a Nazi dentist. Oh shit, that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, God. Dick Smith did the makeup for that movie, if I recall correctly. Oh. And there's a there's a brutal scene where someone tries to Garrett. Um, yes. Uh, uh, Roy Scheider, and he blocks it with his hand, and the blood is just sh- shooting everywhere out of his hand. It was a really good effect. I was thinking the Omega Man. Oh, with Charlton Heston, no. which is a terrible movie. It's not the best, not my favorite. It's just a shame that no one has ever really filmed I Am Legend. Um, well, you didn't like, like as the... a as a good movie. You didn't like that Will Smith. <laughs> No, let's not let's not talk about it. Um, but let's talk about Gina Gershon, man. Oh man, she. It, well, let's let's put all bits aside and all joking aside. She's gorgeous. Oh my this. god, like her hair is done up and stuff. She really, thirteen-year-old Matt. Oh, this would is... have ripped his pants. <laughs> well, I would have been like, when can I rent bound? <laughs> it's not out yet, Matt. Comes out in four years. Oh, Shit, I can't wait. <laughs> Well, at least I'll always have showgirls to keep me warm. <laughs> it has not come, come out, out yet. yet, Matt. And I would never say that ever to anyone. <sighs> remember when we saw showgirls? Oh, I do. I oh. definitely remember. I was in the theater like, when is this going to end? Yeah, yeah. No, we that. Oh, man. I can remember people rolling laughing at how bad it was. It's. It's so bad. It It's not even shocking. It's just shockingly bad. Yeah. How did this how did the I I think that movie led to Joe Esterhaus um becoming a born again Christian <laughs> probably. Verhoeven was like, "Well, I guess I can't make a movie for a while." <laughs> uh poor me. I'll just go roll in my piles of money. Exactly. My basic <laughs> instinct money. 
All right. Gina Gershon is talking about her. Like, I understand it's a trope. But boy, oh boy, she turns on. She is out sexing him a million to one. <laughs> like, she comes down those stairs and it is like, like soupman sales. <laughs> yeah, my my notes at this point are um are pretty basic, but uh it's basically Gina Gershon wants a pot of tea. Bateman gets an instant boner. She vamps all up in this jar house like a like a full on Dracula. She does though. Like she her acting chops are so good. She understands the role that she is playing, and she plays it to a T. Yeah, she is. Yeah, I mean she she does she does fine in this. She does not have an unrecognizable <laughs> accent, and for what it's worth, Bateman doesn't do a bad job. I or I should say the, the guy who plays Bateman doesn't do a bad job either. It's just. No, because you're you're in the noir style. Yeah, and he's he's playing a sleazy PI, and I buy it. I do buy that he's a sleazy PI. I do buy. I buy pretty much everything that's happening. It's just the monsters version of what's happening. You yeah, know, like yeah, where it's just like if they needed to be ninety degrees, they're at like eighty four. <laughs> You know, like it's super close. Yeah, it's but it's not right. Right, right. I, I, I <laughs> that was the worst uh, geometry joke a human could make. It's okay, man. That one's from my geometry heads. <laughs> it ain't right. That's a right angle, baby. I no, I got it. Nope, I'm gonna beat it to death. <laughs> Take that joke for a walk, <laughs> Matt. Why are you being so obtuse? <laughs> <laughs> That's a cute. Anyway. You were saying I sassily. <laughs> I sassily. Um Golden Ratio <laughs> nosebleed. Pass out. <laughs> Gas leak. Um <laughs> What happened to the show? <laughs> says Jen they Hansen. Just descended into math jokes. <laughs> their, their bodies are are husks on the ground, but their spirits are still talking about it. <laughs> I have more triangle jokes. <laughs> Um, so they go back and forth a little bit and I just wrote, I guess this is witty repartee. That's exactly it. Where it's just like, Hmm. Mm, uh, mm, uh. Yeah. Like they, they had, they had the rhythm down. It's just too bad that the lines themselves were like, Meh. right. Because they would have been better off just saying, so what brings you here? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Cause this leads to. A haunted exposition dump, because uh, it 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 essentially leads her to talking about um, George. Yeah, George, her husband, and how he always loved this place, but since the heart attack, um, you know, he need to take he needs easy. as much rest as possible, and yak yak yak. And and at this point, I just wrote, oh. He's going to kill that husband. <laughs> yeah. Because I figured it was going to be him and some kind of crisscross. But, uh, and we find out that she was a dancer. And that's probably where George met her. Met her. And George is, and it's confirmed in just a few seconds, but George is substantially older. Yes. Uh, than her. 
and older, smarter. She she uh, she lays it on a little thick that she's a dumb dumb. Um, but I yeah I I I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it either. She she takes the tea upstairs, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she takes the tea upstairs. So he walks over. Uh, Bateman walks over to the front desk, and he picks up. Uh, one of the jars that's that's filled with a dark green liquid, and it looks like bok choy is floating on top. Right. It definitely has the look of a Barbasol inside of a, a barbershop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like a deep NyQuil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of NyQuil. Um, this is when... <laughs> yes, Fritz Weaver. <laughs> this is when Fritz Weaver... Uh, I don't even care what his name is at this point. Uh, that's when he walks in from the back and just goes, put a bow. <laughs> or, no, I'm sorry. Hold on. Come on, man. Put a bow. <laughs> put it down. Yes. He says put it down. And then but it just comes out, put a bow. <laughs> put a bow. Ain't your property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he lectures Bateman on how that's not his. Bateman uh, leaves in a scurry because he's well. He rents a room. Yeah, he yeah he he rents a room. He goes up to his room, and uh, that's when we see that something is moving in the jar. And with that, Matt, that indeed is an act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Are you sleeping again? Nope. I'm watching Magnum again. <laughs> Magnum's turning up everywhere because now he's on every day. Every weekday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Girls, we leave. That's thinking room. What's going on in there? We're watching Magnum. Tom Selleck is Magnum. Everybody's favorite private eye. Every weekday. Premier September 15th at 4. Man, that old lady did not want them having fun. Are you girls having fun in the changing room? I can't have that. No. But, old lady, we're watching Magnum. Oh, well, that's okay. Tom Selleck is wholesome. He sure is. (laughs) Yeah, mustache. Look at that guy. Maddie, that's a real private investigator. Oh, yeah. Mustache. Open shirt. Pouring chest hair. Hawaiian shirt. Ferrari. Did we mention the chest hair? So much chest hair. How come he's younger than me and he looks older older than than you? I could not tell you. Aside from that was just the 80s, man. Like when I think about people that were like in their early 30s when I was a little kid. And I see pictures of them, and then I see, like, myself. I'm like, Jesus, what the fuck? I know. I look so much better than they did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And we're back. So, Bateman, he's sitting in the jar room. Well, one of the many jar rooms. Right. He's in the jar wing of the jar institute. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, I guess, reading a book? He doesn't, I don't know, he doesn't seem like the type of guy that, that reads for fun, but... You know. Well, he is the type of guy that will drink Jack Daniels straight. <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying? <laughs> no, he's just that type of guy. Oh. He don't fuck around. Yeah. 
We got no time. Get me Ain't drunk, no please. Well, and I I like how they said Jack, but they never said Daniels. And the label is obviously not a Jack Daniels label. It was close. It was definitely a facsimile. Yeah, yeah. It was like Jack Donaldson or something. <laughs> Jack Bamuels. <laughs> Jack Samuels. It was Jack Beam. Ooh, good one. <laughs> well... Gina Gershon slinks down those stairs. Oh my God, you know why? Because she is ready to go. <laughs> so she is hot and loaded. Is hot and loaded a thing? It is now. <laughs> I Dude. mean, honestly, if, if I heard hot and loaded, I would just think of how many beef sandwiches you could get. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would be like, Gina Gershon looks like she is hot. Loaded with beef sandwiches. <laughs> I can't believe I got so many hot beef sandwiches. The moment that she's nuzzling up to him, she's like, uh, I don't drink. If I drank, I'd start to feel sorry for myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's a clue for me to not talk to you <laughs> right like uh no i don't drink because i'm gonna be committing murder tonight i need to have all my senses. yeah i need i need to i need to stay sharp i need to stay frosty well they're kind of like sexy talking back and forth and then we have a fantastic entrance well matt we have to we we have we can't gloss over one thing so She's talking about how she's not happy with her career choice. Uh, and then oh, he, that's says, right. he says something like, I don't know. You look like you could fetch a fair price. And she says, I should slap your face. But you're right. I'm bought and paid for. This pussy is silk lined. <laughs> George Stamos. Spiros. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she they they start getting into a little a little more sexual innuendo. She starts talking about how she is a willing student or whatever, a cunning linguist, <laughs> and that is when a man that is easily two hundred and thirty pounds that is wearing a loud as fuck suit sneaks in the frame and oh. says, "I knew it." He his accent is. Brooklyn Delight. <laughs> he comes in just like a fucking house on fire. And he's just like, you can't cook. But then also goes, can it? You're not my mother. Well, yeah, he goes, you can't. Or you, um, God, he says something. Oh, yeah. You're not my mother. Your cooking's not bad enough. <laughs> oh, his, he thinks he is the funniest dude. Oh, yeah. That's ever lived. I mean, I have a feeling that he does this with everybody. He he's, yeah, he's one of those people. I, they I, established people that he's a real world. garbage can man. <laughs> Fast, garbage can man. He's a real garbage can man. <laughs> I, um, think, I think that was a character in The Stand, or maybe that was <laughs> Trash Can Man. I don't remember. But it does not take long for him to 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 get the big one. <laughs> yeah, um, she says, you know, George, you know you're not supposed to be drinking. And that's when he says, what are you, my mother? 
Uh, yeah, and then he really has a quick heart harumph. And she runs over to him and says, you know, George, your pills. Your nitroglycerin. I don't know. I guess he puts a tic-tac in his mouth and then suddenly he's fine. Um, so <laughs> he uh, he is immediately better after taking the tic-tac. And um, it says, what do you want? A thank you? To which I think everybody in the room was like, that would be nice. That would be nice because you could have died. Yeah, you could have died. She could have let you die. We're all kind of wondering why she didn't, to be honest. Hey, we'll find out in just a second. Don't worry. Guys, (laughs) faithful listener, we now take you to a loving scene that I like to call a man in his jars. (laughs) So Fritz Weaver, at first I think that he is in... Like a dark room exposing film. Yes. Um, but then, because, you know, he's got like the red light and all that. But then you just hear bubbling. So I think like, is is he in a laboratory? What the well, fuck's going on here? Let me just ask a few things. Shoot. Go. Um, number one, what was the dry ice budget on this? <laughs> because uh, they definitely had... The sweet bubble and and cold air of dry ice being in a fish tank. I don't know. I thought that they just put a bunch of hoses in the water and that's where the bubbles were coming from. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was dry ice. Mm. But also, was Fritz Weaver working in the lab late one night? He was. When uh, his fish tank gave him an awful well, sight? Yeah. A uh, creature that had come alive <laughs> from his slab, it did rise. <laughs> um, Fritz Weaver basically pulls out one of the monsters from Star Trek Two <laughs> with a pair of salad tongs and puts it <laughs> and puts it in a jar, and he's talking to them. Like it, I, I think, I think that he gets along with these things. I don't know. He I, gets them. He, yeah, and and Fritz be, Weaver does. To be fair, they have never tried to kill him. Apparently, right. so the these guys are these guys are on the same page. Well, I think. for Fritz, he gets their lifestyle. Yeah, he's like, you guys like the dark, you guys like jars, you guys like water. I guess. Yeah, you you like sludge, you like swamp water. Yeah, with dry ice in it. <laughs> well. We go back to our detective. And oh, one thing. He he tells the weeds before he puts them in the jar that they have work to do. Oh, yeah. The creature. Yes. And then Fritz walks back out. And that's when we hear George still talking. And this was, this was something that I didn't understand. He said commercial carding. And he says, like, you screw them before they screw you or yeah, something? Yeah, I don't know what was I, happening. I had no idea what that meant. It, it definitely felt like the director just said, do some mob talk. <laughs> like, what does that mean? I don't know. Just Be like, a wise guy. Who cares? No one cares. <laughs> They're watching TV at 1130 on UHF right now. On a Saturday night. It's yeah. fine. And, and, I mean, frankly... Gina Gershon's going to be in the shot. No one's going to care what you're saying. There's a hamster that doesn't have a wheel tonight, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Um, we enter a new section that I like to call 
bad jokes that that you think are hilarious. Oh God! Did so I I had actually paused it right after the joke, and you can see Bateman's face, and he really he he looks like he's the first one to smell a terrible fart. <laughs> Because well, well, um, my man George says, um, well, Gina Gershon gets up yeah. and goes to the room, and that's that's and when Fritz Weaver gives her a jar. Yes, he gives her a jar, uh, and th- then once she's gone, George says to because he he can tell that Bateman is attracted to his wife, and he says, yeah, that wife of mine. <laughs> She attracts men like a dead cat attracts flies. Ha, ha, ha. Slaps the table. That was a real knee slapper. And you just see Bateman's face really not appreciate that joke at all. There's a, she attracts men like the morgue attracts dead bodies. You know what, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> she attracts men like a magnet is attracted to a fridge. You know what I mean? I'm not sure that one works like the others, but I guess she attracts men like a 25% sale at pennies attracts sad ladies. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I think I do. She attracts men like a $5 foot long deal at Subway (laughs) attracts a weary traveler. Who just needs some food and doesn't know where else to eat in this town he's not from. And he's like, I've had Subway. It's okay. <laughs> that sounds like a very specific use case there. But I, I, think, I, I think I get it. She attracts. <laughs> she attracts men like a moth to the flame. Okay. That, that's kind of like the dead cat that's thing. That's inside but- of brothel. <laughs> Okay. Which is inside of Las Vegas, Nevada, baby. Okay, we're getting specific again, but... I... Where Don Rickles is on the main stage. Don Rickles is dead. Is he? I, I know think... Don Rickles is dead. No. <laughs> I hope I can just keep going. Is he, baby? He is. He he died well, a couple old, years ago. Old LVP is up there rocking the oats. Rocking the oats. <laughs> That's right. Elvis covers all the oats. That seems like a really weird set. She's a rich girl. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, um, George's jokes don't work. No, no, he's. No. And little does he know, they're the last jokes that he's going to make. Yeah. So this is where, he, he, for some reason, probably the booze, um, he starts to confide in Bateman that the reason why uh, <coughs> he starts to confide in Bateman that the reason why Gina Gershon... <laughs> Anne, I think her name is. It doesn't matter. Uh, The reason why she is so concerned about him, even though he's a total jerk, is that when he dies, she's 
cut off. She gets nothing. Everything goes to his sister. So she's got to make sure that he is alive and in a good mood. And then, for some reason, tells him, eh, none of it matters anyway. By the time we get back to New York, I'm dumping her. Nice. But also, she dragged him up there. Yeah. So their stories don't match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a red herring, and it doesn't really fucking matter. But Yeah, it doesn't. But it does, because what happens next, Maddie? Come on, she knew the whole time, the char guy. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I, I, you, I, like, man, I, I, like, panicked, and I looked at my notes, and I was like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, Aren't we at an act break? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, well, yeah, I was like, oh, no, we've, we've still got, like, five sentences left. Well, doesn't um, uh, Fritz Weaver show up and give a jar of pickles to, uh. Told. Oh no, no. So what happens is uh George gets up and he wants more booze. He's he's not done partying for the night. So he gets up and he just starts rifling through drawers, picking up jars, looking under jars. Oh, that's right. Uh and he thinks, ah, the, that old he calls him that old bird, which that's not what an old bird means. But it, that old bird's got got to have some booze around here somewhere. And so he walks behind the the front desk. Um and he's looking around and that's when Fritz Weaver uh, comes out with a jar in his hand. Um, and George, you know, kind of turns around real quick and knocks a jar over. Oh, and Fritz Weaver Fritz acts Weaver. his ass off in this. No! Um, the jar luckily lands, doesn't shatter, and just rolls right over to Mr. Bateman. So then it's act nonchalant that the murder creature almost got <laughs> released. Uh, oh, you almost knocked over my pickles. They're famous and... <laughs> They're special pickles. You almost knocked over my pickles. <laughs> it's just Kennedy's. Chowder. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, my, my accent was as convincing as his, okay? No, um, you nailed it, buddy. Well, that was my Fritz Weaver doing a Boston. <laughs> doing a, a, Quimby. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he gives. So, oh, so um, I think around this time, Bateman asks if, uh, if the lady that he was originally looking for liked those pickles. And Weaver starts to formulate a plan and says you know what why don't you take that jar of pickles for yourself help yourself they're, they're famous around these parts people love them can't get enough of them i'm famous for them take them take them up to your room eat them put them in direct sunlight <laughs> Turn out make sure, don't make sure not to eat them when it's dark no they're not as good not as good nope i'm gonna be disappointed by the taste you will be disappointed really disappointed eat them in the light Eat them under a spotlight if you can. Mm-mm-mm. Can't get enough of them wonderful pickles. Well, can we eat them right here? No, 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 Not without me being a halfway across the room. <laughs> well, I have to grab my jar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's your jar of pickles now. <laughs> really? Because it definitely looks like tendrils. Uh, when I no, that's just uh, that's just dill. <laughs> that's just good old pickle dill. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, it is with that that we reach the end of this act. Yes. And oh wait, no, 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 Matt. It is not the end of this act. We have a big thing that has to happen first. So wait, that happens first. That happens before the end of the act. God, there's so, nothing in the third act. No, very, very little. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, there's just a sex scene. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, so it cuts to the room, and Gina Gershon is like changing into I don't know a nighty or something. George comes. <laughs> George comes in like a bull in a china shop. Uh, starts taking off his clothes or he's he's or, hot. Yeah, he's drunk. Yeah, he's ready. he's a bore. Uh, he's and, ready to be left alone. And she she's like, look, George. I know that I haven't been the best wife. Like she starts she starts to kind of have a a, a real a, a real moment with it. She's she's trying to to apologize to but him anybody for being a who bad knows wife. Anything knows that this is the ploy before oh. the jar. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. She she tells him that she wants to start over, to have a fresh start. We can still make it work. It's not too late. Too late, yeah. I made you this sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, it's it's just missing a pickle. Just open that jar and reach on in and get one directly under the light. <laughs> so he opens the jar and... Lo and behold. Lo and behold, it's the scene from Alien where <laughs> where Kane has the, the face hugger attached to his But helmet. instead of being attached to his face, I mean, it does attach to his face like a face hugger. But, but then, then it just starts eating directly through his head. Right. And it... I liked this effect. I thought this effect totally worked. Oh, I loved it. I was on board. Like his his head deflates like a basketball. Yeah, <laughs> and then like they show his torso, headless torso. It's so good. It's yeah. so well. And the, the what I the, the effect that I really liked is they show his hands, and then his hands immediately shrivel up mm-hmm. and get sucked up into his body. It's great. Yeah, I it, it was. There was also copious amounts of green goo flying all over the place, and it was. It was gruesome without being gory, Ooh, yeah. and it was. I, I liked that. I, I thought that the effect was good and for, well executed. Yeah, yeah, very well executed. Um, she is nonplussed. For, well, she um, she's she kind of horrified. Away. She she turns away, and for a second I thought she was going to try to jump out the window because she thought it was coming for her, but uh, no, she's just. Uh, She's just acting. Well, she screamed a couple times. Yeah, she she, she did. She did scream a couple times when like the head receded into the body and the arms got sucked up. Um, but yeah, she um, <clears throat> she screamed a little bit. Uh, and you can hear knocking on the door, and then act break, act break, and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. People are talking about the great taste of Vlasic pickles like never before. Here, my dear, try a Vlasic pickle. Why, thank you, dear. Now that's the best tasting pickle I ever heard. Hey, Jimmy, want to trade? 
Sure. Want a plastic pickle? Okay. Now that's the best tasting pickle I ever ate. Plastic pickles. Try them and you might say. Uh, Your face says it all. Oh my god. <laughs> well, that's the best taste pickle I ever would. That was a campaign that had legs, I'll tell you that much. They did it for a very they I mean, honestly, I think they're still doing it, but yeah, I don't know. I think I I had misquoted it as like the pickle with the crunch. <laughs> so what I'd actually said is instead of like um now oh, that's the best, best taste in pickle, pickle I ever had. I said, "Don't let the crunch fool you," <laughs> which is which is not which is not the line, but um, that's the new metal Vlasic stork. <laughs> and we're back. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen, this third act ain't much. No, it's uh, it's what threadbare. It is, it's threadbare. Is sexy. It's sexy as fuck. So Bateman rushes in. I heard a scream. Um, <laughs> that was me. To which, to which I said, "Of course you did. You were listening outside the door for sex noises." <laughs> I just want to rub one out while I listen to you. Yeah, I mean, it. they are the only other people in this hotel. It's not like you have to worry about someone coming up the stairs or or catching you. You know, when I whatever. was uh, when I was living in a hotel for a while in China, um, I only had my neighbors make audible love once. But you don't mistake it. Oh, no. No. Like... There's no mistake in that noise. There's no mistaking that noise. Um, I know hotel sex is kind of like forbidden sex or... It is? Well, it's... It's when? It's forbidden, Matt. They have it in the bylaws. No, I think... (laughs) I think hotel... I mean, that's where people usually go to have sex (laughs) when they can't have it at home. True. I think hotel sex is just needs to be rem- people. Let me start over. People who have ho- sex in hotels need to understand how thin hotel walls are. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's all. Well, <laughs> so he he busts in and he's looking around. Um, where's George? Yeah, where's George? Um, George went out for a walk. And then he, he starts commenting about how bad the room smells. And he goes, what were you doing in here? To which I was just like, just say you're farting. <laughs> like, th- that, that that will shut him up. I had a <laughs> bad beef. That's it. My beef bad. Bad beef. <laughs> Oh man, I so much beef, bad. <laughs> Just my bottom, <coughs> bottom had beef. <laughs> oh, God. I, I beefed bad, bad. <laughs> I'm glad that you are. So proud of that. <laughs> I just love that I'm such a freaking idiot <laughs> that I'm still trying to ride this dead horse to town. <laughs> like, come on, comedy utopias this way. If I, if I just say butt beef and bad a few more times, 
I think I'll find the winning combination. <laughs> there you are, old steed. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the noise the horse <laughs> That's the noise the comedy horse makes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Before it falls over dead from lack of comedy. Yeah, that's the death rattle of the comedy horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, to put him in the back of that horse hotel. <laughs> Gigantic horse hotel. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> she starts explaining why George isn't there. And all of a sudden, Bateman turns into Mike fucking Hammer. He's like, wait a fucking minute. Yeah, he's like, hold on a second. This don't add up. Your story don't add up. Where's George? Where are the pickles? <laughs> no joke. He asks where the pickles are. Uh, and then he's. Then she's like, you need to, you're drunk. You need to go back to your room and go to sleep. But I can't sleep. I can't sleep. But things don't add up. And things don't add up, see? She is like, fine. I'll confess. I did it. I did it. I, she she talks about. Oh, actually, is this where she talks about the monster? Yeah, 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 yeah. She I admits said, I that she used the jar monster to kill him um, after he threatened to open his what? I don't even know what my notes say. Um, but yeah, she she admits to um, to killing him with the jar monster. Uh, then it's well, okay. So she admits to it. And he's like, huh? What? Jar monster? What are you talking about? And then uh, she's like, there's... She she just puts Fritz Weaver on blast. <laughs> she's like, he's downstairs with one of these jar things. It's a real mess. Well, and she, she talks about how bad of a person George was. Um, about how uh, if she... he He threatened that if she ever left... He would make it so that no man would ever want... Like, he would do such bad things to her that no man would ever want her. Um, you know, just none of these things sound like a surprise to anyone who has seen George for two seconds. For two seconds, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, he's a real piece of shit. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, guy, kinda... the guy who said that you attract men like a dead cat attracts flies? That guy? Yeah, he seems bad. Yeah, and he seems then, like a jerk. only because of genre is the only way that you could explain this. Oh, that they take a first class ticket to Pound Town <laughs> because there is no reason. There, there. So, a, there's no reason, and b, th- you just killed your husband, and this is the first person that you choose to have sex with, and you're in the stank ass room where, yeah, where your husband just got melted by a mutant piece of seaweed. Exactly, where <laughs> basically his ooze is on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's I and but I mean it does go to show that uh guys will hit it anywhere. I mean, am I right? Where are my dogs at? <laughs> woof woof. All right. Ooh, pussy. <laughs> so, yeah, the 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 sex scene was well, okay. More... So the sex scene is hot for a preteen. Yeah. I'd, I'd have been Yeah, all I mean about like it. he he actually kisses one of her boobs, which I was like there is Wow. Very much hinted fingering. <laughs> hinted. We're just going to go down the list of exactly what happens. <laughs> hinted uh, <laughs> blowjobs. And then... Well, full... yeah, he he just... <laughs> it's not sensual. He just sticks his thumb in her mouth. <laughs> Suck on this. 
Hey, you like that? I got something else. Oh, I'm a winner. Uh, and then, <laughs> of course. So, um, and then, of course, straight penetration. <laughs> Missionary style. I'm very uncomfortable with, with this whole thing. Uh, so <laughs> he mounts her like a man. At about a 37-degree angle. <laughs> it ain't um, right, baby. <laughs> he puts a pillow under her back. Uh, so <laughs> To make sure to hit the Graffenberg spot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, post-coitus, she's like, so you don't blame me, do you? And uh, that's when he's like, actually... I think I could love you, to which I would, like, immediately warning signs, you know, like, the warning bells are going off in my head, like, man, like, this guy hits it once, and he wants to tell me he loves me, I'm out of here. Right. Uh, but then he's like, but, like, hear me out. There's no body. Your husband... Is missing. Is missing. Your your sister-in-law... Can't get can't, that money. Yeah, can't file like uh she can't get the money for at least seven years because it takes seven years for someone from from them being missing to declare them dead how much money does he have she's like i don't know about 12 million he's like oh we can clear that out in seven years (laughs) so cuts to them changed in their nice clothes uh and she says oh you you go down you take the bags downstairs you know i have to go to the bathroom whatever so he goes downstairs. She once he's gone, she comes out, she goes into one of the other cabinets and gets a jar, a full jar of, you know, swamp monster, puts it in her purse. He is downstairs talking to Fritz, and he's like, Hey, how much one of them jars cost? To which Fritz is like, uh, three hundred dollars. No, shipping's and extra. Yeah, shipping's extra. Uh so you really like them, don't you? No comment. <laughs> but I think he fucks. Oh, yeah. Well, hold on, Matt. It's funny that you say that. Because, because one of my notes earlier in the thing was, you know Fritz fucking them jars. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so <laughs> I just wrote, uh, she has a jar too. Crisscross, crisscross. Yeah. This really turns into the grifters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, she uh, she walks up to Fritz um, and says, my husband's gone for a walk. I'm not sure when he'll be back. And then shakes his hand and, and slides. Him. Yeah, like, palms him like a hundred bucks or something. And he says, oh, if anyone comes asking, I know what to say. And uh, then they That's leave. That's the best tasting pickle I, I ever had. Um. Well, and it's funny because that's basically what happens is he says, uh, enjoy your pickles. And, and then they both realize that they both have jars. And it's like, oh, Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Star Trek reference for me. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I have them. I have a couple of them. That's the episode. That is the episode. It's a good one. I like this one. I, I, I think that it is elevated above what it would be without the I, 
hate to say this. Without the actors involved, I think that it would have been less of an episode. I agree with that completely. Especially Gina Gershon. She she, she lifts sells this. It. Yeah, she herself gets at least a point for the final score. So um, let's go to the writer's room. Is there anything that you would change in this episode? Um, yes, but... I don't necessarily know so much if it's the writer's room so much as the editing booth. Okay. Tell me um, more. I would, I would tighten up some of the stuff. <clears throat> I mean, I guess as far as the writer's room goes, we do get a lot of exposition dump about these two. Mm-hmm. We don't know... We don't know anything about the missing woman. She is just a reason for the PI to be there. Mm. And, I mean, it's... The, the PI shows up. Hey, have you seen this lady? Yeah, she was here. She left on Tuesday. Oh, okay. I'm going to stay here now. Like, how does that make sense? <laughs> the, there, there is no reason for the PI to stay there. There's really no reason for him to be a PI at all. It could, it could have been a guy looking for his sister. It could have, it could have just been a person in the same hotel. But at the same time, the stakes of having a PI there. It could have been an off-duty cop. I mean, it could, it could have been a, a variety of different things. But I, I guess that they just wanted this to be a noir, so they threw in a PI. I think it was, you're right, that it was much more of a stylistic choice because he stays because of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is more of a PI move than brother of victim move. Yeah. You know, like, I kind of bought that. Um, But yeah, I just feel like it could have been tightened up. Yeah, it I think could've. Fritz Weaver's character is so weird. Yeah, he's he's weird, and personally, I would have made him a little more sinister. But yeah, it's it's it, it's but it it just kind of becomes what do you want to do, right? Yeah, the thing is, he sells killer jars. Yeah, <laughs> killer pickles. Right, he sells killer pickles. That a woman used to kill her husband. And now he knows. So what are they going to do? Like that's more the story than what we actually got. Which was there was just a lot of setup. Like the cat and mouse game between them after. Mm -hmm. To me seems seems far more interesting than the story that we got. Yeah, I would agree. That's where the interest is. But we got what we got, and I did not hate it. I, I actually, I, I, didn't I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would probably go to. I would have killed George in the first act. Yeah, yeah, and or, or, him, or beginning of second, and let the PI figure it out. Yeah. Um, and let her be a femme fatale. He walks in there knowing that he she killed him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. 
uh, that's a little weak to me. Yeah. Yeah. Let him let him solve the crime a little bit better instead of just saying things don't add up, things don't add up, and then like slamming her against the wall. The typewriter. It's the same typewriter the killer used. Um, <laughs> take that jagged edge. I didn't forget. Um, <laughs> Maddie, give me a scale. Um, how many jars of Vlasic pickles? I'm going to go seven and a half out of ten. Oh, wow. Seven and a half. Yeah. I liked it. I really did. I I will give it seven yeah. um, jars of Vlasic pickles. I would say that it is a recommended but not a must watch. Well, unless you're like a Gina Gershon completionist in which go nuts. In which go nuts. Um, you can get in contact with us at T from the dark side on Instagram and Facebook TFTDS pod on Twitter and T from the dark side at gmail.com. If you prefer email, thank you so much for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to us. Um, subscribe to us on Spotify. We are on Spotify. So if that makes your life easier, uh, please take advantage of it. Matt, did I forget anything? Try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hanson, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.